Here's what's coming up on today's show. There are very good companies out there that um, didn't perform that well from a market stock market standpoint that are still excellent companies, excellent financials that we say, hey, you know what? They're going to be rebounding. Um, it's a really good time to put some money into there. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. I'm Ben Schrock, and joining me again today is Dan Oakleaf. Dan, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Ben. Yeah, in the first episode here with Dan, we uh, got to know him a little bit with some random questions. Um, you know, with Dan doing some webinars, talking about some of the things that He's seeing some common questions that um, people that end up coming in and, and scheduling an appointment with him from those webinars, what are they asking him and, and kind of how he's solving those common questions. And, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit more about the retirement topic and kind of how, um, you know, the end of 2022 has has really, you know, it didn't go as planned, obviously. We, knew, we know what the market was in 22. We're not going to you know, hammer that again. Uh, we don't want to relive that again. We're off to a little bit of a uh, up and down start in 23. But really, what has that done for retirement planning, Dan? And, and and what are we doing? What are the things that we're doing to address that and, and kind of help people navigate that? So before I get into some of those questions, Dan, let's, you know, be relevant with the time. Here we are recording in March of, of uh, 2023 and uh, Northeast Ohio. Spring is coming close, not, not you know, fast enough, but uh, when it comes to spring cleaning um, uh, outside the house, what can people look for when it comes to their finances? What kind of spring cleaning can we think of when it comes to uh, stuff outside the house in terms of their finances? Yeah, so the one big thing we're checking from January 1st up until tax day actually is contributions to your IRA for um, last year. So for example, um, you can contribute to a traditional Roth IRA um, up until tax tax day, which is like right around April fifteenth. I think it's seventeenth this year because yeah. it falls seventeenth, eighteenth, yep. somewhere around there. Yeah, so you can contribute for two thousand twenty two all the way up to that date. So we have a lot of people come in right now who got who essentially done their taxes but didn't finalize them, saying, "Hey, I owe a couple bucks. Let's do a um, traditional." IRA contribution for last year so they can get even with that. We have a lot of business owners who don't really know um, from that perspective um, what they look like until tax time hits. So that's when a lot of those um, guys or gals go in and uh, contribute to um, IRAs because that's one thing that's specific to IRAs that's a little bit different with 401ks. Uh, 401ks are calendar year, meaning December 31st is the last time you can save for that specific year. IRAs are really cool in that regard because you have what we call is like three and a half months of figuring out um, is it a benefit to do it um, for the year before and get um, credit for that. So that's one big spring cleaning thing right now that we're seeing doing a lot of. And I think that's a huge point, honestly. Um, it's one thing I love about this tax code that we have is it's you can kind of unwind and undo what you did last year. Um, you know, three, four months into the year, right? So, you know, I, I, I commonly see it where we might have one spouse still working, one spouse retired, you know, drawing Social Security, and, and we made great income that year. We took a distribution out. We went on vacation. We just kind of pressed it a little hard, and, and we ended up owing taxes. We can look at that and say, hey, I can make an IRA contribution, basically plug 7000 back in, deduct that off my sure. income, or 
put it if I'm working, I could contribute for myself and make a spousal con- contribution. If I'm over 50, I can do seven and seven. That's $14,000 that I can knock right off my income. So potentially I go from paying the IRS to paying myself to you know, saving and maybe ideally getting a refund. So mm-hmm. those are all those, those conversations. And obviously you got to have the, the money sitting in cash or in the bank account to uh, make that IRA contribution. But I love that little, I don't even say it's a loophole. It's just that, that, that um, thing that's oftentimes missed within uh, uh, tax planning from uh, investment standpoint. For sure. And you can, you can really get um, to your advantage using that. We, we do a lot of Ross for younger people um, because of their tax practices and say, hey, you know what? You're actually getting a refund. Okay. Let's say, hey, you know what? Let's put some of that refund away because you know you're going to get it in a couple months and really, really max it out um, from that side. So that, that's one thing we look at as something that's super important when it comes to um, the winter and spring months where you can really help yourself out. Anything else uh, when it comes to spring cleaning, cleaning up anything else? Yeah, so one thing we do, um, especially with everything going on in the world right now, is is there's a lot of um, changes being made to people's jobs, 401ks, IRAs. So we always like to check the beneficiaries because the one thing um, we always say is, is regardless of the money, you, God forbid something happened to you, you want it to go to the right people in the right places. So um, we look at what people's primary beneficiaries are. If they want contingents, um, contingents are very important. So God forbid if something happens to the account owner and the primary, um, you can spell out specifically who would you want the money to go if that were to ever happen. So that's one thing where um, it is very much glossed over in our world to say, hey, I'm worried about my investments, 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 but just make sure um, you're on track and keep sure your beneficiaries are the way you want them to be. So yeah. that's something spring cleaning wise, very simple to do, takes five minutes, but super important. Yeah, and I think another one too, Dan, is um, you know it, it's a good time to kind of just grab an assessment of what's all out there. You know, it's so common nowadays to have people that that have worked for three four five different companies before they find the one that they love and they want to stick with and all those companies have 401ks that you're invested into and you might have a thousand here 10 there 50 there for sure. i got money spread all over the place maybe it's a good time to uh consolidate to kind of clean things up from from you know we call them orphan accounts and and things that are have kind of been ne- neglected or forgotten about from a financial standpoint right and that's the one big thing we looked at um and if you have the ability to that's something where if you're pre 59 and a half and you have a 401k there you might want to convert it to a Roth because you don't have that penalty when you do that so yeah that's something that's really cool we like to see in our office to say hey is that something that's financially um, available to you to do and kind of take advantage of that so cool there we have it. some spring cleaning tips from the finances side not necessarily mop and broom side <laughs> yeah true um, now, in any case, uh, let's let's cover kind of the main topic today. You know, retirement planning as it's has it changed, has it shifted? Um, some of the questions that that we're seeing here, and some things that we have to take into consideration coming off of a bad year in the market. You know, one of the questions is, you know, should I retire? Should I should I retire in or when to pick my retirement date? Um, can I retire in a bad year? So there you go, Dan. Can I do it if we had a bad year in the market? Yeah, you can do it. We, we always, in our office, we refer back to our plan. So um, how we do financial planning and how we look at it, um, we have the software that allows us to keep the plans. So um, those are updated on a 
review by review basis and we look at okay last year we didn't have a great year how much did that actually change the plan did it make make a huge shift to where oh my god we thought we we're going to retire and now we're not more often than not that's not the case even coming off of a bad year um, if there needs to be adjustments that um, we can make we do that but we definitely can retire from that perspective we even had some people come in our office with the interest rate changes um, some people are actually i don't want to say forced out but um as we know, when interest rates change and when they go up, pensions get a little bit worse from a lump sum standpoint. So um, that's something where we've been working with a lot of clients here to say, hey, we are retiring because that's switching. And then we gave them a drop dead date of, but if you retire before April 1st, it doesn't happen. But if you retire after, your pension payout is going to be a lot different. So it is, you definitely can retire from that perspective. If you need to make adjustments, okay, that's great. Um, but that's something we figure out in our software and our plan, um, just going back to our clients from that side. Yeah, and, and I like how you, you kind of coined it, like forced out. You know, technically, they're not forced out. The nature of, of the interest rate environment raising like it has, you can see the big adjustments coming on that pension. Now, again, that's if you're taking the lump sum. Not everyone's going to take the lump sum. They might just take the monthly benefit. Um, but I think that's a great point, Dan, and a great time to analyze, hey, is it worth it? You know, If, if my lump sum shifts 50000 in, in the, the wrong direction or yep. – uh, maybe maybe even higher than that, depending on the the rate change. You know, should I just go, even though I'm not quite mentally ready, but financially it makes sense for me. Um, those are great opportunities, and and again, I love the aspect of it. If there is a lump sum in this example, that lump sum comes in in cash for like, sure. Literally not like hundred dollar bills, cash guys. <laughs> it's like it's a check, but. What that enables us to do is you think about it. I just said 2022 was a horrible year. We're coming off a, a horrible year, but we and now we have a, a, a lump sum check from our pension and cash that we can buy into this market at a nice low point. For sure. Um, so we can really take advantage of that, and that's something that you know has to be in consideration uh, outside of just the bad performance and, and retiring after a bad market. So a lot of things to consider there, and, and I think it's it's always doable if the plan you know is telling us it can essentially if the numbers aren't aren't lying. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's the big problem we see in our world right now is is it's contrary to belief, but you actually want to put more and more money in when it's down like last year um, than when it's actually skyrocketing up because a lot of people get the question of should I reduce my risk right now? We don't think necessarily we want you to recover from it, and honestly, we always talk about advisors or advisors, if we had a lump sum of money right now, it's a great time to put it in the market because if you had a 20 to 30% drop, it just has to come back even and that's what you made back. So um, it's really nice spot to be in right now to say, hey, if you have a cash sitting on the sidelines, savings accounts are a little bit better now, interest rates help with that, but it's a really nice spot to be able to go into the market at a nice price. We always use the example of if you go to the store and your cart, cost you $400 and it's discounted to $50, you'd be like, okay, well, yeah. this is awesome. I'm going to buy way more, more, and more. It's not much different with stocks right now. There are very good companies out there that um, didn't perform that well from a market stock market standpoint that are still excellent companies, excellent financials that we say, hey, you know what? They're going to be rebounding. Um, it's a really good time to put some money into there. So Yeah, great point. And, and I think too, 
and their, um, you know, can we peel risk off the table? Should I and can I are going to be two different questions, right? So um, obviously, if, if the there's opportunity to take risk off the table, we're going to look we're going to look for those opportunities. Um, and, and when it makes sense, because post this interest rate hike, we've been in such a low and suppressed interest rate environment. Um, it's been hard, hard for us to you know, go to those safe instruments, for right? Sure. The, the, the more fixed products, your fixed income, maybe it's a, the fixed products and the insurance side, fixed annuities. Interest rates have been so low so long, it's, it's been hard to get in there. Now we actually are seeing some alternatives that might make sense for someone. For sure, absolutely. And that, that's, that's something we have to monitor and keep closely because, I mean, we laughed with clients the last four or five years. Um, it's, everybody gets a good chuckle to look at their checking and savings accounts and what they've earned on them because it's like $10 here for the year, $12 here, and it just yeah. wasn't worth it to keep cash on the sidelines. Now you can kind of look at different alleyways and different investment options and availability to say, hey, there's some really good, nice, nice things out there for you to put the money into. Kind of be investment savvy from that regard. Yeah, and then you know, leading into that too, it's, it's also you know, being more conservative, um, you know, how much cash should I have heading into retirement? Do I need to beef up my cash positions just in my local bank? You know, you know, with again with the banking issues going on, you know, probably not good to go over two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. But you know, should I should I beef up my cash positions? It's a tough question. We get it a lot. Is like, what's the what's the common amount that's in there it really is person to person it's comfortability um, we say anywhere from six to 12 months of expenses people have less than that people have more than that the bottom line is though is is when you're looking at savings accounts checking accounts how much should i in cash um, make sure it's comfortable for you but just knowing that um, if we have a client who has maybe a hundred grand in cash um, and it's just sitting there not really doing anything they're not really spending it can we do something and split it and go are you comfortable with cutting it down to 50 and do something with the other 50 meaning put in a high yield savings cds fa's fixed annuities from that side um, to kind of get the best bang for your buck because again it didn't make much of a difference four years ago because the rates weren't good but now you can at least get something out of it with inflation kind of being a little bit higher and I think too, it's person by person, right? So yeah, if if someone sure. you know is wants to retire, but we're going to be a little bit, you know, early in our eyes, we pre sixty five. So now I got this, you know, looming health insurance bill that I got to mm-hmm. cover and pay for. Um, I'm going going to be on the Obamacare on the exchange, finding my health insurance, or I'm going to go on Cobra. You know, carrying a little bit more weight and cash there might be you know, advisable because we're going to cover high deductibles. So we pay less, or maybe we draw our income off our cash bucket to show less income on paper and and get a better subsidy from the health healthcare exchange. So there's so many ways to look at it. You can't just say, yeah, you need 50,000, you need 25,000, 12 months income, six months income. It doesn't really matter to us. It's person by person. And it depends at what stage in your life that you are specifically what age you are. Um, for us to kind of advise on that right number for sure and it's the same it's the same situation that we talk about Um, I personally I get laughed at when I say this but it kind of coincides with I what I call the dumbest question or answer in our industry is is how much do I need to retire because it's totally based on a family or if you're single totally based on your specific situation now if you have 500 grand you want two grand a month for retirement 
obviously, barring anything crazy, you can retire. But if somebody wants 10 grand, 12 grand a month, you might need some more. So um, how much do I need in cash or how much do I need to retire? There are very specific questions and very specific things catered to your specific situation in order to answer those questions. Because a million dollars for somebody might be more than enough, but a million dollars for somebody else might be not enough based on their needs, wants, stuff like that. So those are the two really good questions that we have to be personal and Mm -hmm. use um, for our clients and say, hey, based on your situation, this is what we would kind of advise and dictate from that side. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a million dollars in in New York City or Hawaii or, you know, it's different than a million dollars in Northeast Ohio. So I totally agree and echo that, that, you know, there was a commercial that, that was done years ago about, you know, know your number, you're not going to figure out your number or, you know, hear people all the time saying a million is not enough or $2 million is not enough um, to have uh, for retirement. That's, you know, I don't, I don't think that's good advice. It's just everyone's situation is so different that you can't just have a blanket number or a typical answer that you need this much money or you can't retire. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'll be very important for people to actually, okay, this is my specific number because if 10 people come in, they're going to be 10 different numbers. And that's, that's what makes our lives never boring. Yeah. And I think that's the bottom line is, is through sitting down with us and our firm and, and one of our advisors on, on our staff here, we can help you determine that, right? And, and help you figure out, has retirement shifted for you? Has the retirement picture shifted in terms of because of the market performance in 22, what we need to do now in 2023, you know, is has the, the goalpost shifted in this situation? And that's what our job ultimately is to do is to help people determine that if it's possible or not. So for sure, you know, Dan, thanks for uh, hopping on here and spending a little bit of time with me. Appreciate it. And, Absolutely. um, you know, if you guys have questions for us, you can reach out to our office at 330-473-1060. Uh, you can look us up online, www.bashrock-fg.com. On there, you can contact us, set up an appointment with one of our uh, advisors on staff, or shoot us emails and a- ask any questions you might have. Again, Dan, thanks. Uh, we'll be back here soon to talk about some more riveting financial topics. Sounds good. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.